I had to bring you this story and I wanted it to be the first interview that we released on this podcast because some things are so unexpected that they really open your eyes as to what's possible. Now, I've known entrepreneurs who have struggled for years to build a profitable business. Heck, I've even been one of them. But the truth is, building a business doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes all it takes is a little reframe, a shift in mindset, or the story of what somebody else has done. Now, I don't want to spoil the surprise. So if you want to know exactly what made this episode's interviewee's story so compelling to me, then stick around for episode three of The Financially Free Entrepreneur. I'm Chris Jolly, creator and host of The Financially Free Entrepreneur, the top business and personal finance podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, where we help you build financial freedom for yourself from your business. We demystify finances and investing and help entrepreneurs find solutions they can learn, implement, and win with wherever they are on their financial freedom journey. If you're a business owner like me, you know how important delegation can be. You probably also know how hard it can be to find good help sometimes. So if you're looking for help with your business, whether it's SEO, website building, marketing, a virtual assistant, or whatever you're looking for, I recommend Fiverr. Fiverr is a freelancing platform that allows businesses to connect with freelancers to get tasks done. Head to the affiliate link in the show notes and get the help you need today, starting from just five bucks. This is the Financially Free Entrepreneur, the business and personal finance podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs that's aimed at helping you create financial freedom for yourself from your business. I'm your creator and host, Chris Jolly, a serial entrepreneur and business and money mindset coach who helps business owners that are already making money figure out how to keep more of what they make and what to do to make it grow. In some episodes, I'll be interviewing entrepreneurs and discovering what they are and aren't doing to create financial freedom for themselves. In others, I will share with you what I have and am always learning about business and personal finance. And using your business as that vehicle for attaining the freedom, impact, and lifestyle you so desire. Okay, so I came across today's guest, Connor, in the Entrepreneur subreddit. And after chatting with him for a bit, I just knew I had to share his story. He's making a ton of money. His business was profitable right off the bat. And he doesn't work a ton of hours because, spoiler alert here, He's a 15-year-old and in high school. Yeah, you heard me right. This young dude from Texas has started and grown his wholesale business to six figures and beyond. And all in one year, he's not even old enough to have his driver's license yet. And he's already outpacing most entrepreneurs I know. If you're an entrepreneur and you haven't achieved this level of success yet, this story is especially for you. Not to make you feel bad or doubt your accomplishments, but to show you what is actually possible with the right mindset, openness, and the willingness to learn. So without further ado, let's meet this adolescent maverick, Connor Smith. Connor, welcome to the Financially Free Entrepreneur. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for having me. So in your own words, why don't you describe for us exactly what your business is, what it is that you do, and how long you've been doing it for? All right. So I own a electronic slash like clothing footwear wholesale company. And basically on Hype Shoes, we have these drops when they release for retail. And I'm just going to give an example, Easy Foam Runners, they will re release on the Easy Supply website, but nobody on their phone can actually try and get one because I am having my workers run my bots and they're snatching up all the pairs. So I, they retail for a hundred dollars and I was able to sell a hundred pairs at $200, making me like a hundred bucks profit on each pair, which was really cool. And when you're doing that every week and consistently, uh -huh. You could actually make a really good amount of money on wholesaling sneakers. And also 
with electronics. It's something sort of new I've been doing, but basically I'll just go to Best Buy or an Apple store, pick up an iPhone 14 Pro, the new ones that just released. I walk in there, just get a Pro Max for $1,000. And I have these people who are in California who they buy it from me for like $1,200. So you make a quick 200 bucks, just pick up an iPhone and just ship it out to them. And they sell it to China and they do all this different stuff. And like, if you're driving around your Metroplex or area, pick up like 40 iPhones. You can make a, like a quick 8,000 bucks in a day. Wow. So it's okay. really crazy. That's a pretty interesting business model. How long have you been doing it? Shoes, I've been doing it for like seven months, but this electronic thing, it's like two months I've been doing it. So I've made like $20,000 this month and last month. So it's going really well, actually. That's really impressive. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who work for years and years and years to try to get up to that level of revenue. It's actually an interesting story. And one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on this podcast, your business is fairly new, but on top of that, you're a lot younger than most entrepreneurs are. Isn't that right? Yes, I'm 15. So I do it out of my parents' guest bedroom. Uh So I'll just box it up and just ship it out. And my parents are cool with me doing it. That's absolutely amazing. You know, most 15 year olds I know are just sitting at home playing video games. Yeah. Not really getting much done. So what got you started in this? Well, I used to do pet sitting. I would just watch dogs. And I think I made like $20,000 in three years. And I was like, I think I need a scale. I want something I can do where I work for like two hours a week and I make a good amount of money. One of the most important things for entrepreneurs to learn how to do in order to attain financial freedom is to learn how to scale their business. Now, scaling has become a bit of a buzzword these days. However, that doesn't mean that everyone is clear on what it is. So before we continue, let's take one minute to get that clarity. Lots of people mix up scaling and growth or assume that they're the same. So think of it this way. Growth is linear. I add another employee, we get more widgets made, we make more sales. Now think of scaling as exponential. It doesn't require the same sort of one-to-one increase in employees, resources, or what have you to grow. Whether I send out, for example, an email to 10 people or 10 million, the amount of time to write the email and hit send remains the same. Yet the outcome difference from reaching 10 million people over 10 people is ginormous. That's scaling. So I just started researching ways to make money and I found a cook group. It's basically like a group of entrepreneurs, mostly young entrepreneurs, like 20. And they tell you what you should go for, what drops you should go for, what shoes you should buy. And that's basically it. I met all these different people and they showed me how to make money in wholesale. And they just introduced me to all this stuff. Okay. So I'm almost three times older than Connor. And while I know what the slang hype means, I had never heard of a cook group. So I asked them for myself and the rest of you out there, if you would clarify. Okay. So a cook group is a discord community and you pay monthly. It's usually like 75 to 50 bucks a month. And basically they have these different providers and they tell you if you have any questions or anything, you just ask them about finance, credit cards, anything. Awesome. So you had a lot of help. It sounds like. Yes. And now tell me, because I know that, especially because you're at a young age, when people kind of tend to have that entrepreneurial bend. A lot of times it's because they're inspired by somebody in their family or, you know, somebody that they're close to who owns a business. Do you have anybody like that in your life? Not who owns a business. I mean, my dad is a salesperson. He sells medical devices, but has a good work ethic. And I guess that's where I got it from him. Gotcha. Awesome. 
And now you told us a little bit about, you know, how much you're making with the business. Mm -hmm. Do you have any debt attached to it? Have you taken out any loans? The biggest like debt, I guess you could say, is like credit card debt, but I pay that off like every week. Okay, so you don't have any kind of long-standing debt though? No, no, no long-standing debt. I always ask this question about debt in interviews, not because I view debt as bad, but because there is such a thing as good debt. And many times successfully running a business and scaling it requires the use of debt. But just to see how other entrepreneurs do or don't use debt in their business. Now, this is a kind of an interesting question to pose to you. I ask this of everybody, but because of your age, I'm sure you're going to have a completely different perspective on this. Have you, are you contributing to a retirement plan or have you even thought about that yet? No, not really. I have like a little brokerage that I deposit money into like every month or something, but I don't really have like a 401k or anything set up. Okay. Before we go any further, I've got to interject here. At some point, no doubt, I'll do an entire episode on this subject for now. But for now, let me just say this. 401ks can work for some people, especially those who just want to hand all of their money over to someone else, do little to no research themselves, and hope for the best. It's rarely the actual best way to become financially free. And so not always the best choice for entrepreneurs. If you don't believe me, why don't you ask anybody who is about to retire after the insane drawdown in the market that has taken place over the last year? And why don't you tell me, what did you learn about finance, either from your parents or community growing up, if anything? Because I know a lot of us, we go to school and, you know, we learn so many different things and so much of it doesn't apply to life as an adult, life out in the real world. And one of the things that most people never learn actually is what money is, how to handle it, how to deal with it. Have you gotten any of that? I didn't really learn it from school or like from my parents. I learned it all from like my cook group and they told me, they explained everything to me and it's like one of the best investments I've ever made in my life. Like they showed me what ROI is. They showed me all these YouTube videos to watch. They showed me like basically business, like as a whole. If you caught episode two of the podcast, the three steps to financial freedom. And if you didn't, I really recommend you go back and give it a listen because it's the formula that everything else is built upon here. You'll remember that step two is finding other people who have or have done what you want and learning from them how they did it. That is perfectly what Connor is describing regarding his cook group. Aside from the cook group, have you invested in any other kind of coaching or mentoring or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, I've gone around for like three different cook groups every time I've been reselling, uh -huh. but I've never like paid for mentorship or anything at all. You can learn so much about business just from other people, from the internet, from reading books and stuff like that. And then there are those occasions when working with somebody who has a specialty or something you know you're really trying to learn and expand on can come in handy as well. I really can't say enough both about how crucial and how life-changing receiving coaching, the right coaching can be. And now I say this not only as a coach or from a place of bias, but as someone who has received coaching and directly benefited from it, and also who has seen the transformation of others. Coaching doesn't just help grow businesses, it also saves marriages, it repairs broken relationships, it helps people to heal and move past their trauma, to find their worthiness, release their limiting beliefs and patterns, and so much more. Knowing what I do now, I realize that one of the biggest things that kept me from succeeding in my first two businesses was specifically that I didn't seek coaching and mentoring from those who had achieved the success that I desired. Have you given any thought to what financial freedom is for you? You know, you're, you're already making a ton of money for somebody your age. So have you given some thought about what it would be like to be in a place where, you know, you won't have to work for the rest of your life if you didn't want to, and you can live whatever lifestyle you want. 
And if so, what would that look like for you? Well, I really love working. I guess that's like my financial freedom. I love what I do. If I don't work for a week, I get I'm super bored with my life. I guess that's my financial freedom. Do you know what I'm saying? You sound just like every other entrepreneur. And, and it's great because when you have something you love, you do just want to keep doing it. Financial freedom for entrepreneurs is sometimes a little bit different from employees because for them, they've been working for somebody else their whole life and they just want to be done and go off and enjoy the rest of their time and be free to do whatever. But for entrepreneurs, that often looks different because when they're making enough money that they wouldn't ever have to work again, if they don't want to, they still continue to work. But a lot of times they dive into other projects, things of that nature. Are there any other businesses that you've given thought to that you'd like to start someday? Maybe trading, like trading stocks. I know people who are doing, making a lot of money there, but mm -hmm. I just think it's way too risky. But I've given to some thought to that. There's like dedicated cook groups to that kind of stuff. But I just... I'm just so busy with wholesale. I, I don't think I have the time to start another business. Let me ask you, what challenges have you faced in your business, especially from a financial perspective, if any, and how have you overcome them? So the only like real challenge I face is getting enough money started. I want to buy a certain number of pairs, but sometimes I won't even have the money for it. Let's say I want to spend like $20,000 on shoes that are 80 bucks each. I'll only get like 250 pairs of shoes and I want like 600 pairs. So I'll take out loans, I'll use credit cards, I'll use that just to buy all the pairs. But that's only like financial problem I face. Startup capital and capital for inventory are definitely two of the biggest hurdles for many entrepreneurs, depending on your business model. There are definitely some businesses you can start with a few thousand or even a couple of hundred bucks and some that you couldn't even start with a hundred thousand. I started my first business with enough cash to buy one order of groceries. And getting enough money to keep the business going was always a challenge and is eventually what sunk me. Now, I was in my mid-20s at the time, so I had a head full of dreams and not much practicality. After the business folded, I promised myself I would never start another food service business without adequate capital again. When I started my next business many years later, I broke that promise. And as you can imagine, I ran into the same problems all over again. You know what they say, play stupid games win stupid prizes another problem is like people not taking me seriously i'll walk into a store to sell shoes to them to become uh -huh. their main supplier and they blow me off they don't even care like they just don't take me seriously because i'm so young I, th I think that's really stupid i know what you mean because even when i started my own business for the first time i was in my mid-20s and i caught a lot of that from people as well because even at that age they were thinking what do you know who are you to be starting your own business trying this thing so i can only imagine for you that it's even more of a challenge it's pretty funny if you really think about it you've got this high school kid here who in the couple of hours he has each day that he's not in school studying and doing the usual teenage things has found a way to make five figures a month walking into a shoe store and getting turned away because of his age probably by some mid-level manager who's twice as old as he is and making maybe 15 to 20 bucks an hour now I always ask about investments, but like we talked about because of your age, you can't really invest on your own. Are you working with your parents to put some of the money that you're making into investments? Are you just holding it in cash right now? Have you given some thought in where you would want to invest it? I think I'm going to probably just put it into some index funds, like long-term index funds. But I have money in stocks on my brokerage account. But like when I started my business, I took money out of that to start my business. So I guess that was like the best investment because I would be down a bunch of money in this market if I held it in there. Yeah, I kind of lucked out because I had a similar thing. We moved to Florida at the beginning of this year and we just needed to take out the money to do the move and everything. So I pulled a bunch of money out of my account and that was right before the market dropped like 3x. So that worked out really well. <laughs> it's awful, yeah.
were those all just index funds as well that you were investing in? It's Apple. Here, I'm going to pull it up on my phone. Okay. Actually, I actually own some AMC before, before everybody started buying it up and I sold it. I made a little bit of money off of it. Nice. But I used that and bought like Apple. I think I bought some NVIDIA, some space companies, ArcX. Yeah. So you like the tech companies? Yes, love those. I think they're going to do big numbers in the future. I, th I think that they're, they're the future for sure. Yeah, and, and some of the ones you named too are at least very stable. I was looking the other day and with everything down 30, 40, some stocks 80, 90%. Apple's up this year and not a lot, but five or 6%. Yeah, I barely even check my brokerage account. Like I'm so long-term, I just don't even check it. Yeah, at your age, it's definitely easy to be that long-term. And that's normally what's best for all investors. You know, the only reason that you ever want to be looking at that stuff on a daily basis is if you're trading and you need to. Yeah, I think I go like months without checking it. You know, as I was editing right here, what Connor said really caught me. It's a great mindset, especially if you're looking to have peace in your life. Now, I'm not going to lie. I like to speculate sometimes. I mean, heck, you can get a 5% or more return in a day. Where else can you do that? So I do some trading and I've made a lot of money, but I've also lost a bunch. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. For a long time, I also felt like since I didn't start investing until my mid-30s or even learning about finances and financial literacy, I was at a big disadvantage and had a lot of catching up to do. This feeling of needing to catch up has definitely led me to take bigger risks than I otherwise would and sometimes unprudent ones. So if you find yourself feeling like this, that you're behind where you could be, Think of it like a 15-year-old. Be so long-term that you don't even pay it any attention. Now, I admit, it's a luxury that's easily afforded when you're five decades away from retirement versus five years. But either way, it's liable to make you feel better and to help you make better investment decisions. So tell me, what has been the most rewarding thing for you in starting your business and what has been the most unexpected? Rewarding, I guess, having the ability to like work from my home for like three hours a week but making all this money from barely any work I'm doing. It's just all my botters work. I used to dream about doing that and I didn't even think it was possible. And now I'm doing it right, right now. And what was the most unexpected? Unexpected? I did not think my business would grow this big. Like I didn't even expect it. I had my biggest month last month, actually. Congratulations. Yeah, it was just wild. I did not expect it at all. I was expecting to hopefully do like $30,000 by the end of 2022. Uh -huh. And I've surpassed that by so much. It's just crazy that I used to think that that was a lot of money and that that's a big goal. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And like I said, and I don't want to keep harping on this, but you know, for somebody who doesn't have years and years of business experience, experience, you know, working or any of that, kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. What advice would you give to somebody who wanted to start their own business? Because there are people, you know, some, some your age, I know a lot of people who are going the entrepreneurial way now, which honestly, it's what I advise most young people to do at, at this point in time, because with the cost of college, it, it's just such a bad investment for most people, unless they plan on, you know, being a doctor or something like that. The best advice I would give to somebody who like wants to start a reselling or wholesaling company is get a cook group and don't like cheap out on a cook group. Spend like 50 bucks a month on a cook group. It'll be so worth it. I promise you. Like if you take the time to read the logs, read the chats, read what's profitable and read who to sell it to and where to sell it to, you'll be successful. Like there's no reason you shouldn't be successful. AK Chefs is a good one. Okay. I'm trying to think of some more. Notify is like 60 bucks a month. That's great. There's a couple of good ones. And now these are all on Discord, you said? Yes, all on Discord. It's just straight on Discord. Yeah. And they tell you like what's happening, what's profitable, how much money you're going to make. 
if you okay. buy a certain number of pairs or boxes or PS5s. And then tell me, who do you resell all of these to? So my electronics, people in China, usually people who sell it to people in China, wholesale electronic buyer. That's a company I sell to. I also sell it to Cash Out Kings. If you know who they are, they're on Twitter. Those are the main two I sell to. But I also have like 10 other people who like on my list, if I can't sell to those two people, I'll sell to the rest. And these were recommended to you in the cook group or how did you come across them? My botters recommend these people. I guess they, they get like a referral bonus. So that's how I got their like info when I joined their server and I talked to them in case they need anything. And if they want me to sell to them, they'll tell me like, I'll give you this much more if you sell to us. So that usually happens. That sounds like a good deal all around for everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone makes money. Everyone eats when you have a good cook group. Okay. Now, if you could wave a magic wand and wake up tomorrow and be living your dream life exactly as it is, what would that look like to you? I would want a warehouse, probably. Probably in Oregon, where there's no sales tax. I want to have like a thousand pairs of shoes going out every single day and be making a bunch more money than what I'm making right now. Like 500K a month is like what I want to do. Awesome. That's amazing. That's a great goal. Now tell me, as far as your budget goes, now obviously there's the outlay for the, the shoes or the electronic equipment and all of that. Do you do any marketing or do you need to do any of that? Or where do you spend your money in your business besides on the inventory and the people who do the botting? Or do you spend any other money? Those are the two main expenses. I guess like shipping labels and tape, it's like 500 bucks a month maybe. But those are the two main expenses that like Besides botting and besides the inventory, that's like about it. So if you woke up tomorrow and your budget was 10 times what it is today, you'd probably just go out and buy more inventory? Of course, yeah. I'm starting a new project, Supreme Air Forces. You know Supreme? I don't think so. It's a super hype clothing brand, and they collaborated with Nike to make these Supreme Air Forces. Okay. But I'm working on getting like 300 pairs next drop, which is in two weeks. So it's like... A quick eight grand in like 10 minutes, you could easily make. That's amazing. I think you're going to open up a lot of people's minds because for a lot of people, the business model that they have, the idea of just being able to make that much money that quickly in that little time seems like an unachievable dream to them. Yeah, it's crazy how shoes can change your life. And people will say that the shoe market's like oversaturated. It's totally not. If anything, it's undersaturated. There's so much on the plate and everybody can eat. Like everyone can feast, everyone can profit. There shouldn't be a reason why you shouldn't profit in today's resale market. Even though we're in a recession, we're still profiting and we're still eating. Have you read Tim Ferriss' Four Hour Workweek? No, I haven't. It sounds like you're kind of already on that plan, but it might be worth checking out if you want to take a look at it. If you're unfamiliar with that book, Four Hour Workweek, or know about it but haven't read it, I can't recommend it enough. It's a total business mind shift for so many people. So the last couple of questions are just for fun. What would you request for your final meal? Probably some steak. I'm just a big steak guy, medium rare. I, I love to splurge on steak. That's the only thing I spend my money on, just food in general, usually, and stuff for my dog. You're a teenager from Texas, so that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I actually hate barbecue. I hate barbecue sauce. It's just gross. What's one question you wish I had asked you? Or what's one thing you'd like to tell us that we didn't talk about? Let me think real quick. Oh, one thing I want to tell like everybody is that if you are in New Jersey, Delaware, or Oregon, you are in like the resale capital. You have the biggest opportunity to be reselling. You have zero sales tax and there should be nothing stopping you from reselling. Like I want to move there just because of the no sales tax. 
if you're in those states, you should be reselling. Like you'd be rich. You'd be way more wealthy or successful than most of the resellers I talk to. That's a great advice. And that's a lot of commitment too, to be willing to make a move to a different place because it's better for your business. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously considering getting a warehouse in Oregon. I'm actually planning a business trip to like Oregon next year mm-hmm. to go around and buy a bunch of iPhones because there's no sales tax. Oregon, Delaware, New Jersey, like a quick week around the country. Sales tax-free road trip. Yes. Cool. Really inspiring, Connor. Just hats off to you. I think that a lot of people are just going to really be blown away. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having a chat and I wish all the luck to you in the world. And, you know, I'd love to have you again on in the future sometime so we can check in and see how you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right. All right. Well, especially because this is a new podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could go ahead and do all of the things. Hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app or wherever you're listening to this now. Leave us a five-star review and tell anybody you know who might benefit from this content. You can also join our Discord server. The info for that is in the show notes below. All of this will help to ensure that you stay up to date on when new episodes are released and get the best content to help you in your journey to creating financial freedom. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Financially Free Entrepreneur Podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. You'll get one-on-one sessions with me, as well as weekly group coaching calls. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. The Financially Free Entrepreneur is brought to you by Starseed Productions and is a member of the New Earth Network.